Indigo Studio, a Chicago-centric show. The place where it starts, covering today's topics, new authors, pop culture, trending topics, and of course, politics. Our topics are engaging, controversial, and authentic. This is where real talk takes place. We are going to bring it out with a fresh perspective, a hip view as we just talk about it. Indigo Studio presents real conversation about topics of the day. Hermine Hartman and Shannon Peoples are the co-hosts, and we welcome you to Indigo Studio, making talk in vogue again. New show, new look, new people with Viewpoint bringing it to you. Let's make talk real again. Hi, my name is Hermine Hartman, and we're once again with Indigo Studio. We've got a very special guest, an amazing young man named Terrence Wallace. New documentary is coming out called In the Zone. Terrence is a Chicagoan, born and raised in the Austin community on the west side, and went to school here. His mother taught him a very valuable lesson early on that he is using to this day as he prepares new educational innovations. And he went to New Zealand. Yep, I said New Zealand all the way from the west side and started an educational program that was most successful, stayed there, lived there for seven years. And thank goodness he's back in Chicago to implement the same program that he did in New Zealand. I'm just a man who was blessed and privileged to stop in this country for such a time as this. When I first came to New Zealand, I thought this was paradise. Then got out to some of the most impoverished communities and saw the difference between the have and the have-nots and decided I wanted to do something about it. We have segregations of communities and that affects the education that you receive and therefore your life. We have a physical zone. If you live within that zone, then you have an automatic right to come to grammar. I decided I need to create a home that will give kids the best possible opportunity. Berkeley University granted you the scholarship. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I honestly would have no idea where I'd be if it wasn't for them. When I look at the city of Chicago now, I feel I need to jump in. End zone, Chicago. 100 kids, four houses across the city. Are you really ready for the challenge? It's a lot of shootings and drug dealing. This is the alley where they put me down on my knees with the gun in my mouth. It's a big step, but I can guarantee you that at the end of it, it will change your life. They're not graduating and they don't see beyond what their parents have done. I see cycles of that. If what we're doing is not working, then we should do something else. I believe our boys and girls carry some of the solutions that the world is looking for. I'm going to live my life to make the biggest difference that's within my capacity. In New Zealand, there's a term, whakafanangatanga. <laughs> it means to journey life together. We are so happy to have him today. Terrence, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. And before we start, I want to tell you, we've got some great coffee here. 
that uh, Shannon went and got from and McDonald's. Colombian, 100% Colombian brood is only sold here in Chicago. It's exclusive. It's fantastic. And it's very fantastic. smooth, fulfilling, and it gives you that jolt that you need. Shannon, how do you take your coffee? Black, black and strong like me. Like Colombian. Mm -hmm. And Terrence, how do you take your cream and two sugars? Okay, and I'm cream, so we got a variety here. This is this is a diverse coffee set. So Terrence, tell me, you had a um, first of all, tell us about your mom. You were in a school, yes, and she took you out of that school and put you in another school. Tell us about that experience from third grade. Yes, so I grew up in the Austin community. My mom was a single mom, single parent, and. Um, in the, the Austin community at that time, it began to get a little bit violent. That's when drugs came into the community. And my mother decided that she wanted to send me to school outside of the community. Mm -hmm. And um, I was tested and sent to a school called Dirt Skin Elementary. Mm -hmm. And I got to that school and I was the minority in the classroom. There was, you know, one of one? Just one of one, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in my class, obviously, there were other African American kids at the school, um, but it taught me diversity. Uh, and the value of diversity and how, you know, um, we as a people can overcome when we learn to coexist with other people. Mm -hmm. And that was a valuable lesson for you. Absolutely. And you had another valuable lesson. You had a negative experience that led to some violence. Tell us about that. Yes. So um, in 2003, actually, I was carjacked and kidnapped on the south side of Chicago. That you were You were an adult at this time. I was an adult at this time, yes. Um, I was a youth pastor, actually, and um, I was carjacked and kidnapped on the mm -hmm. in Inglewood, actually, um, and taken um, to the in the back of an abandoned house. Pulled out my vehicle, put down on my knees. Um, it was three gentlemen um, with two guns. Three what? Three gentlemen. Three Hooligans. guys. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> um, three guys with two guns, and um, by the grace of God, I survived it. Um, mm -hmm. The 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 guns got jammed. Um, mm -hmm. They couldn't pull the trigger, mm -hmm. but they beat my face in with the gun. Uh, three times is what I remember, but I suffered two blood clots to my brain. My entire face was fractured and crushed. There was only one bone they didn't manage to damage, uh, which allowed my face to heal over time. And um, I'm grateful. Glad you're here with us. I'm glad they didn't here. seriously damage you. First of all, tell us, what is Enzone's mantra? What is, what is Enzone's philosophy? So I believe that every kid deserves a safe community and a safe home um, to reach their full potential. Uh, and every kid deserves a top education. And I often say that end zone homes are the homes where dreams survive. And so we harness their dreams and we cultivate them and get them to the place where they can launch their dreams. And so. So when you say home, you mean a real residential residential home. OK, Absolutely. residential home. So I want to get to New Zealand. Mm -hmm. How did we leave uh, Chicago? Chicago West Side, and, West Side. Side of the world. Yes. New Zealand. and get to New Zealand. That's a jump. It's a, it's a huge jump, and I didn't know how much of a jump it was I until bet I you did until you got there. Right? Twenty-two hours later, on the other side of the world. So in 2010, I had a uh, I felt like a come to Jesus moment. I was in my office. Um, I often call it my prayer room, and I just felt like I had to go to New Zealand. I felt like God was leading me to go to New Zealand. I had never heard of New Zealand, to be honest. Um, New Zealand just popped up? It just popped I had the globe on my desk. It was no, no, um, like, you know, I had talked to anybody there. I actually didn't know anything about You just said, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. And I saw this little bitty island with all this water, and I thought, man, I don't even, at this point, I didn't know how to swim, and I had not <laughs> taken that much of a trip outside of the country. And, um... Four weeks later, 
I was in New Zealand. And four or five weeks of being in the country is when I saw a news story around the indigenous people, Maori people and Pacific Island people underachieving in education and really making some of the same um, negative representations of African-American and Hispanics back home. Were these people minorities, considered minorities in that country? Absolutely, yes. Okay, and you did, that touched you? It did, absolutely. And you did what? And so when I saw the story, I said, I can do something about this. And so what I did, I hit the pavement, I went around, and this is how I came up with my theory of change. I went around to, so I landed, I should say this, I landed in Auckland, New Zealand, It was paradise. But as I drove across the country to some of the most remote, parvish communities, I saw people who had homes that didn't have toilets or plumbing, and so they had to have loan drops. And those people were uh, were the minority people. And um, so I saw the difference very quickly between the have and the have nots. Mm -hmm. And so my goal was to give those kids the opportunity um, to have a seat at the table. And so Endzone gives kids and families seat at the tables who will not otherwise have access. So tell us about, you You saw that with these kids, mm-hmm. that they couldn't go mm-hmm. to certain schools. Yes. Talk about talk about that, because so, that's, that's very like Chicago. If you don't live in a certain zip code, yes. then you can't go to a certain school. So how did you deal with that, and, and, and what was your solution to it? Absolutely. So in New Zealand, there are the cell one and the cell 10 schools. The cell 10 schools are your affluent communities, kind of like the northwest suburbs of Chicago or the New Trier. Yes. Okay. And um, the cell one schools are sort of your urban settings and school districts. What I found is that the quality of education that each of those different set of um, uh, educational institutions had were not as different because educators are taught the same thing to deliver curriculum to get kids to operate at a certain standard. What I did find, however, were the lack of resources within their homes, within their communities, the challenges that they face from guns, drugs, gangs, you name it, dysfunctional families. And so what I found out was that um, educators were trying to deliver social service to over 50% of their classroom, Mm -hmm. of which they were not qualified to deliver. And so their classrooms fell further and further behind. And by those, by the time those young people became um, high school students or old enough to drop out, then they they took that invitation to drop out, and the streets were way too quick to grab them. Absolutely. And then the prisons, and then the graves. Absolutely. And that's. Did, did that sound very much like you imported much. Chicago to New Zealand? Absolutely. Chicago and New Zealand. Yeah. We have to go to break, but stay close because we're going to continue speaking with Terrence in this fantastic program that he's implemented. We'll be back. Look at what's all new at McDonald's. Try the new sweet and savory chicken McGriddles made with the crispy chicken filet and the sweet taste of maple. Or get the McChicken biscuit with crispy tender chicken and a warm flaky biscuit. Now get either for just $1.69 each or mix and match two for $3. Try a whole new morning routine and double up the goodness. Wake up breakfast with McDonald's. Why? They're helping us lower our energy costs. How? They provide incentives to complete energy-saving projects. What else? They help us find ways to save energy that we haven't even thought of. Save energy and money, like a boss, with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Keep up the good work. 
Welcome back to Indigo Studio. I'm Shannon Peoples. And before we went to break, you were going to talk about the Scan One device. Could you explain that to us real quick? So Scan One is a biometric technology, finger scanning and retina scanning. And basically I created it because I had legal guardianship over all these children and I was finding it very difficult to locate them and know where they are. Sports, rugby, basketball games. And so um, basically what I created a real time tracker, so to speak, where it reports to me and I can give authorization right from my cellular device. And um, it was initially created for the home, but to my surprise, the New Zealand Navy, um, the Saudi consulate, schools, and other facilities and uh, construction companies wanted the device. And so now it exists in New Zealand and it operates every day. And it's my, I call it my social enterprise of way of funding my charitable purpose. So this device is many applications. Yes. It seems as if. Now, Hermine was talking about you having to go overseas in order to find a solution for problems here. Yes. How do you equate the problems that children of color are having here mm -hmm. with children of color in New Zealand? Exactly. And so what you will find if you really go around the world, mm -hmm. people of color, no matter where you are in the world, you have the same challenges. Mm -hmm. And so seeing some of the same um, challenges we face as minority people, black and brown people in the U.S., I was able to test something, carry it to scale, and get the prime minister involved and so forth. What you should know is that it's non-government funded. Every dime that is spent on Endzone is from private donors. I say God took a very unique situation, allowed me to come up with a solution, I believe he gave me, and um, million and billionaires contribute to make sure that it can live on. Tell us about the house that you that you built and that you uh, took on in New Zealand and the kids and the wraparound approach that yes. you had. So here I am, an African-American from the west side of Chicago, from one of the you know largest communities in the city, but also one of the most um, troubled, challenged communities in the city. Land in another foreign country, not knowing who the people are. I learned their language. I knock on doors and say, hey, I'm Terrence Wallace and I'm here to make a difference. I travel around the entire country hosting what we call town hall hooies, which is really like a, a town hall meeting, really, and tell them my vision. And then everyone laughs. They think this guy is really crazy. Six months later, from the time I landed in the country, I rolled this out. I took legal guardianship of 28 boys who were all from disadvantaged backgrounds in um, generation, okay, generational poverty. And so after taking on legal guardianship, I knocked on the school door. Um, they were happy to have us, but they didn't think that it was possible to have this many boys, particularly in the house together without them killing each other. Because the only thing they had known of this group of kids is that they are you know, known for violence, um, drugs, alcohol, and how, so forth. How old are these boys? These are teenagers. Okay. Teenagers. Okay, yeah. so they're at that age yeah, where they're exercising manhood. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Um, but what I found, what they found was completely different. With the wraparound support from the moment they wake up, I call it sometimes, uh, people say, well, what do you do for a living? I'm a social engineer. <laughs> That's like, I mean, I believe that there is a teaspoon of good in everybody. And when it comes to young people, when you create and set the right 
home environment, then it allows them to thrive and for that to come out. Mm-hmm. And so right from the morning of a 6.30 wake up in the morning um, to breakfast, to them doing their chores before they leave the house, eating breakfast, um, packing their lunches, and then having a daily devotional, right? So that daily devotion is inspiration. So I have to, every morning, encourage them on why you're going into the classroom, and I need you to stay focused. So when you go to the classroom, I don't care if your last name starts with a Z, you sit at the front of the classroom, and if they tell you you can't sit in the front of the classroom, you have them give me a call. And from that moment forward, the first 10 weeks, all of my kids ended up in the bottom classes. They had to create bottom classes for my kids. But in the first 10 weeks out of 28 kids, um, 12 to 14 of them rose up streams. One jumped as high as seven levels, which broke history at the school. Seven levels. History at the school. It's a hundred year old school. Where'd you get these kids from? Um, How'd you recruit the kids? I went around. You just went around? Went around campaigning. travels. Yep. And the travels um, to to the most. So it's kind of like equivalent to the Inglewoods, the Austins, Mm -hmm. Garfield Park areas. Disadvantaged areas of the island. Mm. And that's where I got the kids from. So fast forward, mm-hmm. you stayed for seven years. Yes, I, it was not my intentions to stay for seven years. <laughs> but you stayed for seven. I stayed years. for seven years, and I'm still, I'm still back and forth now. And yes. now back yes. to Chicago. Back to Chicago to implement that program. Absolutely. How's that going, and where is it going? And tell us about it. So landing in Chicago um, after you know um, a, a new government is in office. Um, at a time when the country is really, when it comes to ra- racial heightened tension, um, and now taking African American kids and or, or brown kids into some of the areas of our state that we are l- least pre- present, you know, at the same time where police officers are gunning down black men. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, there's a, there is fear from the parents of my boys. And there is also fear from the boys to go into this environment. Well, that same fear exists when our kids are walking to schools within their own neighborhoods because people who look like them are gunning them down in the midst of crossfire. And so in zone, New Zealand was was one perspective, but in zone USA had to take a different approach because it really is about life and death when you talk about our kids. We'll be back in a moment with more of Terrence Wallace. What are we doing to save money? We talked to ComEd. Why? They're helping us lower our energy costs. How? They provide incentives to complete energy saving projects. What else? They help us find ways to save energy that we haven't even thought of. Save energy and money, like a boss, with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Keep up the good work. Look at what's all new at McDonald's. Try the new sweet and savory chicken McGriddles, made with the crispy chicken filet and the sweet taste of maple. Or get the McChicken Biscuit with crispy tender chicken and a warm flaky biscuit. Now get either for just $1.69 each or mix and match two for $3. Try a whole new morning routine and double up the goodness. Wake up breakfast with McDonald's. Okay, now here's the $64,000 question. Mm -hmm. How can you take the innovation that you've done with these kids, New Zealand and Wakanda here, Mm -hmm. 
How could that be implemented into the Chicago public school system? Great question. So part of the um, the challenges that the educational system is facing now, which is, is hugely all over the media at the moment, is that um, they need social workers. They need all these different aspects. Your, your wraparound. The wraparound support is missing. Teachers are frustrated. I mean, let's just be real. Some of them are very frustrated because of what um, the lack of some resources in certain classrooms in urban settings. The challenge that kids face is not necessarily what's happening in the classroom. It's what's happening outside of the classroom. At home. And so you have mm-hmm. to create that wraparound support in order for you to have a productive educational experience. And I think that how Zone could really uh, support both the educational system and our DCFS system is to get in and to train um, sort of the, the powers that be on a new way. And it's an innovative way of engaging minority black and brown kids. And it's not an institutionalized model. We are people who can respect a genuine love. Um, in, in, in New Zealand, we call it um, uh, aroha. You know, aroha, it's, 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 it's connecting to the spirit and the soul of an individual. That's how our people got over and brought everybody else with them to help us to get over. And I think that that's really crucial. But these systems, these systems are so huge until it's very difficult to bring something new in. It's very difficult to turn around. How would you, if you were talking to Janet Jackson, who is the uh, uh, our superintendent of schools, what would you say to her? to bring the end zone system and implement it in our school system because what these teachers are striking about mm-hmm. is the very thing that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Then on the other side, on the on the city side, the mayor side, mm-hmm. we don't have the funds. Mm-hmm. The funds aren't there. And you, you can't you can't pull it out of a term. If it's not there, it's not there. How would you solve that? I think t- two ways. Uh, number one is If the funds aren't there, but we have over $100,000 that we spend on a kid that's incarcerated at the juvenile center, Mm. then I think that this is a proactive model. So you're going to spend the money. We need to to change the model. We'll pay $100,000 for you to stay in jail. Yeah. And we'll put you on death row, keep you there for 20 years. Absolutely. But we won't educate you. But we won't educate you. What's our education? We're about 20. What do we we play per per head count per... Twenty-five. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not less nearly. than a hundred thousand. It's, it's definitely not a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so how think, do we? How do you? That's a great answer, is because you're saying you got to change the system. You got to change the financing and the economics absolutely. of the system. Yes, and put your put your values in place. Exactly. How do you? How do you do it? Now, so it doesn't just stop at the city. Right. It goes to state. It goes to state. And so when you look at how, as a state and as a country, we uh, use our funds and the people that we use our funds on. We're saying to minority people that we value you more when you are in a prison system. And if you're, and we devalue you when it comes to your education. So we're not gonna grant more money for Pell Grants. No, we're gonna let those people who live out in those affluent communities who earn good money, put their kids under this zip code so they can pay for their Pell Grants, but we're gonna leave you guys out because you don't, you're not educated enough to know how to get through the systems to get your um, college education paid for. And I think that it's, it's, uh, the Bible says that we lack, we, we perish because of lack of knowledge. I think that the system 
if it really wanted to change, it'll change. But I think we need some some more um, Martin Luther King standing up, you know, some more Marcus Garvey Fight. people. So we need some fighters. But I think we, but okay, that's fine externally. Yeah. But I think you need in these systems, yeah. you need you need some Terrence Wallace's in, in these systems in order to turn them around. It can't be uh, the same old thing. You keep doing the what's the what's the definition of insanity? It's, keep doing what you're doing. doing you keep getting what you're getting. Yeah. So in order to change. Mm-hmm. You got to change. It's awfully difficult. I've I've been a educator before. It's awfully difficult to have a kid in a room who needs to eat, who has maybe a physical problem, and you can't teach that because that mind is not there. It's not open. That kid is trying to survive. He's not trying to learn. And you got to break through those survival things before you can get to the mind, so you can teach and we can make the book valuable and the homework done and so forth as 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 you as you know so in the illinois area just one school so far one school so far in illinois um i hope to have within uh, 2020 another school um in in the same area or in the actually another suburb but in in the same part of the state yeah end zone could have never existed without me actually having that faith um, to go into another country and here I am, a African-American man from a um, urban setting in a country where I feel most of the time a black man is democratized by society. And yet I'm in an entire different country where people um, who don't look like me completely embrace what I do. I want to ask you now, can people donate? So you can go to endzoneproject.org, that's I-N-Z-O-N-E, project, all spelled out one word, dot O-R-G, and you can contribute in that way. You can text to give. Um, you, there's several ways if you go to our website. So go to the website, and the website will tell you how you might donate. Absolutely. And that's absolutely what you did, and you raised $500,000. Actually, I've raised so much money. Oh, it's like, boy. Like the boys in New Zealand. Another program, right. Yes, no, round two. And I'm telling you, this show, go online, read up on our man Terrence. I mean, this this program, we really need to support this man with trying to help our children. Terrence, when's the documentary? Tell us about the where, where the documentary is going to be in the theaters, right? Yeah, so it's been in the theaters in New, on the other part of the world, in New okay. Zealand, sort of And Australia. in the States? And in the States, it's coming. And, and so I don't in have zone. The, in, in the zone. In the um, zone. You can look it up online. Um, you can see the, the trailer there. But um, it's coming here. We were in New Zealand nominated for the best um, documentary of 2019. Congratulations. So finalists, and I'm going over soon to be a part of the award ceremony. We might see you uh, on Netflix, too? Netflix, yes. I'm trying, like, I really wanted to be on Netflix. Netflix can. We may see you in all of them. Apple. Hopefully. Apple. All of them. Well, you have our support. This is real innovation on education. From the ground up. from the ground up. We want to thank you and we look forward to seeing you next time. Indigo Legacy Black Lux is an incredible hip history about Chicagoans. It is exactly like nothing else. Indigo Legacy Black Lux is a new history in a new book with a new story. Indigo Studio, a Chicago-centric show. The place where it starts, covering today's topics, and of course, politics. Our topics are engaging, controversial, and authentic. This is where real talk takes place. We are going to bring it out with a fresh perspective. Let's make talk real again. Indigo Studio.